1: Log Talk Radio. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Time now for the Gridiron Stud Show. You can do all now. You right? actually, I can do it now. You can do it now? Yeah, I can do it. But I'm trying to focus on my position. With your host. Chad Wilson. Ain't you know me, I'm gotta i certain in the mix. Bringing you high school, college, and NFL talk. I don't rap a discipline. you all need more discipline. True discipline. Come on, get a grip. Call us on the show today. Don't get out of my face with that crazy deaf, stuff. Deaf. The number to call...
2: 347
1: 633
2: 9365. If y'all got a take, y'all know this. <laughs> or you can reach us on Twitter
1: at Gridiron Studs. Come get them. And now, your host, Chad Wilson.
2: Welcome to the Great Iron Stotch show. It's Chad Wilson, Amo Calamino here. It's uh, a national championship wrap Tuesday. You couldn't do the show yesterday. Had technical difficulties, which had seemed to be the norm of late with Blog Talk Radio. They're trying to fix things and make them right. Amos, should I give them a chance?
0: You shame them. You shamed them yesterday. Yes, give them a chance. Let's see how they perform. You had to shame them yesterday, you told me.
2: I did have to shame them uh, right now. I'm listening to this, and there's a, a bit of an echo, so already that chant is uh, quickly dissipating. But nevertheless, uh, let's try and get to some talk here. There was a national championship game last night. It was a good one. It was Clemson in Alabama. One um, of the, the games for the ages, Emil, would you say that? One of the better national championship games played in history?
0: I'm debating that. Um You know, one of your 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 social media friends, maybe even a friend there, I don't know the the background, who's become mine, had a good point on my post this morning. He said he felt it was more like one of one of the greatest quarters ever. And the more I thought about it, I said to myself, well, I can't say I totally disagree. I mean, you know, going back to what we consider some of the great games in the last you know 15, 20 years, specifically uh, the Texas game where Vince Young wanted That game was back and forth the whole game. You were kind of like great plays here and there. That Last night kind of felt like there was a little bit of boredom in before, before they went crazy for maybe the last 20 minutes of the ball ballgame.
2: Uh, I would agree with that. I mean, uh, things were a little uh, – got a little um, – kind of lulled you to sleep there at a certain point in the game, but then it woke up towards the end. Um, for me, the best all-time is that USC – Texas game a lot of twists and turns And action throughout but Nevertheless at the end of the day we did end up With uh you know the game decided Decided on the final drive Final play actually uh, Oh yeah we the- had a
0: great it was a great fi- if It was a concert it was a great final Set I mean the, the beginning of that game You know first of all I don't know about you but that Game really took a long time I mean at first I thought it was my imagination Then I realized it was it was over Four hours um at the you know, I, I don't mind using instant replay occasionally, but they were using it way too much, in my opinion, last night. First of all, I don't remember a call being overturned. They must have went to the replay ten times in that game. Yeah, it was a little bit ridiculous, uh, Amol. how many
2: times they decided to go to replay there. It just it seemed uh, uh, going overboard with wanting to get every little thing right. But who was going to argue with that
0: referee last night? Did you see the guns on that guy? Oh, yeah, that guy, man, I'll tell you what, I don't know what he's, he must be taking that stuff they sell on these channels, you know, I'm I'm 62 years old, I have 7% body fat, I'm taking this to the grave with me, he had some pipes on him.
2: Yeah, clearly this guy knew in advance he would be doing this highly televised game and decided to go on a curling expedition (laughs) for about eight
0: weeks. (laughs) Um, yeah but you know what? Electric. you know what all kidding aside. You, you, you know I, I like to sometimes I think Herb Street goes a little over the top with his analysis, but he, he was making a valid point there. Football is such a game of momentum. and then when you got a team like Clemson who has a game plan purposely designed to run a lot of plays because they feel like their advantage is wearing Alabama out, every time you get a first down, if they're stopping to review the catch, I mean, it's it's almost like, well, yeah, we got the first down, but you're killing us here, guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure they may have thought that uh, time and again, but you
0: know, at the end of the day, was was it? Did I get the number right?
2: Ninety nine plays running this game.
0: Uh, uh, I think Clemson ran, yeah, ninety nine. I mean, I, let me let me look it up as we're talking. I had Clemson at almost a hundred, or it might have been ninety seven, and Alabama. That's a lot of That's plays. That's you know Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot yeah. of plays. At some point, for a safety, from a safety perspective, and some of these coaches don't want to hear this, but you're going to have to take a look at this. You and I have talked about this. There was 99 plays from scrimmage. That's not counting punts and kickoffs, by the way, which are plays. I mean, collisions happen all the time, as we know, on punts and kickoffs. So, so uh, Clemson ran 99 offensive plays. Alabama ran 66. So that, got, that has me at 163 snaps before I even put in the punts, kickoffs, and special teams plays. That game was pushing 200 plays last night. Yeah, um, awful lot of plays. You know, and it's funny that the game, I, I, let's,
2: it, while you're looking that up, also try to find the uh, runtime of the game. That thing ran long, and it comes on the heels of college football announcing or, you know, information coming out that they're going to examine um, the length of games—I I think games on average were seven minutes longer this year, or something to that effect—with virtually the same amount of
0: plays being run in games. And uh, this was a
1: four-hour plus contest last night. Oh time. yeah! How
0: quick, by the way? How how uh, how many punts do you think there were in that ball game last night? Don't look it up, man. Uh, don't cheat.
2: No, I'm not going to look it up. I'd venture to say somewhere around 15 or 16 punts. Two punts. <laughs> it just
0: seems that way. <laughs> two punts you that's you 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 lost no, track like them. i did i thought there was a, there was two punts in the game last night no that no, that number has to be
2: wrong you might want to check that double check that
0: one hold on i'm, I'm, I'm right. looking here well maybe i'm looking at punt returns okay maybe i'm looking at yeah. punt returns yeah, yeah okay two punt, punt returns i'm sorry punting you're you're right you, have, you know my bad chat uh punt yeah, 19 19 punts okay cuz yeah, i'm thinking to myself punts.
2: I mean I know I, I know I got a little sleepy there in the middle, but uh wasn't
1: two punts in that contest. <laughs> the to way of
0: ahead that so there there was there was nineteen punts when you add in the kickoffs, like I said, that game was pushing two hundred plays last night, and you know it's a different subject altogether, but we, we keep talking about player safety. I don't see how between the time of the game being a bitch and the player' safety issues we can't we have to start looking at some of these you know, hurry up offenses. You know, we know they don't work in the pros. Chip Kelly tried that, but for some reason they've 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 seemed to have some success in college and maybe they need to start, you know, making a minimum huddle time, you know, versus, you know, there's a forty second clock or whatever, maybe you have to huddle for seventeen seconds or something. Or you can't snap it for, for, you know, an under seventeen seconds.
2: I I don't know what they're gonna do, but uh, what's the runtime on a game last
0: night? Can you see that there? I can't find that, but I know one thing. It's I know when I went to bed, and what it it, it had to be over four hours. I'm just telling you, I know. I remember looking at my my, my clock on my phone before I went to bed, and and uh, it had to be because if, if the kickoff was eight fifteen or so, that game ended at twelve fifteen or somewhere yeah, around Amal, there. It had to be football.
1: close. I, you know, I love
0: football like the next guy. I don't want four-hour football games. I mean, we can't do that. Something's got to be done. Well, because you're not watching four, obviously stating the the obvious here, you're not watching four hours of football. You're watching four hours that includes many, many commercials, a longer halftime, reviews of every play that's even remotely close. I mean, you know, that's not four hours of pure football. I'm sure if I turn on football for four hours and you got to watch play after play, you love it. You might enjoy it. I know I might, but I'm not going to enjoy that. No,
2: and so I don't, know what they, I don't know what they do there. Perhaps, you know, if college football is going to be all about hurry-up offenses, maybe now you change some of the rules. Um, maybe you don't stop the clock on first downs or something to that effect. Um, you know, I know some of that has to do with being able to move the chain crew, but figure out whatever they're doing in the NFL and get it done at the college football level. But, you know, when you take down a program like Alabama the way Clemson did, you can expect everyone now to do something similar to get where Clemson is. And so that's going to mean running 99 plays in a game. And
0: that's going to mean games are going to take four hours, and it's just not going to be good for college football at all. No, and I'm not saying that because they took a listen. That was a great game plan. And you know what? my, My thing is if that works so well, then Alabama should employ it against Clemson my point is more so i'm i'm really saying that from a player safety fan perspective i don't want to watch four hour games and i just really don't think it's good for 18 to 21 year old college athletes to be playing a couple hundred snaps of football it, it's it's a, it's a tough game i mean they only you know there's 120 to 130 snaps in an nfl game uh i think the chain crew thing is just grandfathered in I think it's an old tradition they move the chains in the NFL as you said. I have no I don't understand why we still stop the clock in college after first downs. It allows, you know, people say it's exciting. It's also tough to manage a game as a coach. I mean, at the end of a game, you got a team out of timeouts. It doesn't necessarily matter because they can go in a minute, they can go 80 yards with the, with with the, you know, the the chains being stopped on first downs as long as their quarterback's smart enough to throw it beyond the chains. Yeah. Um, uh,
2: so uh, you know what we have here is a long football game, but at the end of the day, Emil, uh, you know the masses were right last night, and that's one of those rare times that that happens. Seems like everyone and their mother was on Clemson, and uh, you know, even without the last touchdown, it, you know, from a betting perspective, and we'd have to find out later what happened with Vegas and the and the books mm-hmm. offshore. But uh had to be a tremendous loss for them last night because it seemed everyone was on Clemson,
0: and that's the way the game finally shook out. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I think – I don't want to say – it was obviously – there's a point in this game early on where Clemson, you know, was down 14 and, nothing and they hung in there. But I think what, what pushed me to Clemson was, was the two things we talked about all year, I think, when you get to that spot and you focus an entire season – on getting back to that game, I think it makes some of your in-season play with a veteran team look less than stellar because you're not that interested. Whether that's right or wrong, I think it's a fact. And the other thing, as composed as he was uh, for a true freshman, I think Hurts' inability to just stand in the pocket and rip throws in the center of the field and really challenge a defense in the center of the field, I thought ultimately that would be the undoing of Bama because what I saw against Washington was a guy who made a lot of poke and hope throws, as I call them. You throw it up down Mm. the sidelines, hope your guy goes and gets it. I mean, he hit Howard on that one busted coverage where three Clemson guys decided to cover the screen on Ridley. That was a nice play design and the safety probably, right. you know, he needs to stay over the top there. But that was a kind of an easy throw. I mean, other than that, he he really couldn't challenge Clemson in the center of the field. So eventually, especially when Scarborough got hurt, it it made Alabama very one-dimensional. and And that kind of slowed their offense down at that point. They were resorting to trick plays on the drive that got them ahead, which tells you all you need to know because Alabama usually doesn't need to trick you.
2: Yeah, so now under the full microscope becomes Steve Sarkeesian and took over for Lane Kiffin. Um, I'm sure you realize uh, the social media had fun with that last night. You know, all the memes and the uh, people saying somewhere Lane Kiffin is probably all smiling. I did see a couple of pretty good uh, memes put together. One was a a picture of Nick Saban's phone uh, with calls to and from Satan, um, calls from... Uh, Lane Kiffin falls <laughs> from
1: well, uh, the SEC. Well, I'm going to say this, and I,
0: and I wish you know, I I don't want to sound Monday morning quarterbackish, but I you know, if we were sitting here, I would have said it to you during the game because I I thought the one thing that Alabama did, and, and I, well, I'm not going to blame Sark, I'm going to say overall as a staff, I think they were a little bit arrogant in that. I thought they could have called the game a little differently to some extent to kind of help their defense out, who they knew while talented is not quite as deep um i I think you, you know there's a way to slow that game down, use more of the play clock uh you know call you know call i mean they threw thirty two passes in a game that you know they were ahead most of the game i mean so thirty two passes and thirty four you know thirty four runs I think it was i don't i, I you know so i i, I Alabama's usually a run heavy team, I'm slowing that game down a little, I know what Clemson wants to do to me. You know, why am I going to let them do it? Now, you know, you could say that's well in hindsight, but I just thought they were they were leading most of the game. They had an ability to slow that game down if they wanted to. And I was watching the play clock. They weren't necessarily taking it under 10 seconds. I mean, there's some things you can do to kind of shorten I mean, that game for your not, defense. That's
2: just not the way that
0: they play football, though. Uh, I mean, that would
2: be a departure from, you know, Alabama football. And if you ended up
0: losing, that's a tough That's
2: a tough thing to
0: swallow. Understood. I get you. You know, I hear you. And that's, hey, listen, like I said, I'm not going to kill the guy for it. I just know one thing. When I saw him pull out the trick play to get back, to get the lead 31 28, I said, okay, I know that Alabama's challenged tonight offensively because that's not always their thing. I mean, if they're killing somebody, maybe they run a trick play. But usually when Alabama, when the rubber meets the road, they just power the ball down your throat, and that's that. What were you thinking when uh, Jalen Hurts made this move, uh, cut through that
2: defense with, uh, you know, under two minutes left and got in the end zone? Were you
0: thinking that? I swear, was I swear uh, on my children, I was thinking, damn, you scored too quick, Jalen. It was a great run. The kids got ice. I mean, he's a, tr- a true freshman. But when I saw there was two minutes left and they had a couple timeouts, I just felt like Alabama's defense, having watched them all year and how dominant they were, I felt like they were completely gassed. And I said, if, if yeah. Clemson doesn't kick this ball around, that we're going. I thought we were going overtime, to be honest. I didn't think Clemson was going to win it. I thought they'd kick a field and we go overtime. Uh, I
2: did say this word for word after that. You left too much time on the clock. I don't think Alabama's defense can stop this offense right now. Um, and I wasn't really even thinking so much about them being gassed. Just um, it didn't look like if there's such a thing for a defense like that – Alabama defense was in rhythm. Um, They had found something with Mike Williams uh, matched up on number 28 uh, at the cornerback for Alabama Everett, who played well early on in the game. But um, after, you know, after they'd found some time, uh, after they'd found the matchup and they started exploiting it a little bit, it seemed like he lost a little bit of, of his confidence. And they had something there, and then, you know, trying to cover up anything for Averett versus you know Williams um, would leave things open for Hunter Renfro, who who's been better than Hunter Renfro in the two last college football championship
0: games. He's been he's been Nobody. absolutely
2: he's been the best wide receiver on the field.
0: Oh yeah, well well I don't know. Last night, let me ask you about this. I was just going to say this. How 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 much do you think Mike Williams elevated his draft stat uh, stock after last night? I don't know how
2: much he elevated it. He's already considered the number one wide receiver, you know, um, where he goes in the draft just pretty much boils down to how the league as a whole feels about drafting wide receivers. But he already came into this thing as the number one wide receiver. Uh, did
0: nothing to hurt uh, Well, I know that, but I'm, but I'm saying, on, I uh, think he uh, put himself in the top 10 of the draft. I mean, ex- I watched the way he's that kid. It an
2: extremely kid. tough matchup. No doubt about
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. He's a guy I want on my team. Because I don't I don't necessarily need a lot of space, I can let him go up over everybody and get it. So I don't need him to necessarily get separation all the time. I love guys like that. I want him on my yeah, team. Yeah, and, and, and great
2: thing in college football, it's something that you get in college football that you don't
0: necessarily get in the
2: NFL because of the hash marks. But when you're on that left hash and he's into the boundary like that, and it's an an easy fade throw, unless you've got yourself a big corner in that boundary with him, it's almost um, really unfair uh, when you get that kind of matchup, and that's really in, in the second half, most notably in the fourth quarter, the
0: matchup.
1: Yeah, you're talking because
2: of the wide
0: league hashes league. in college football making the throw easier too. Very easy, yeah, very easy. Uh, yeah. I thought that's where yeah. they were going to go on that
2: final play. Um, I thought that's that that would be the way that they went. Um, really, I thought the game, Amel it was was lost on the pass interference call. Uh, you know, right before I guess the uh, the uh, it might have been the third to last play. Yeah. Uh, as they tried to attempt to throw the ball, uh, you know, like he abandoned his technique and and got himself a penalty there.
0: So. Yeah, he got himself right? in trouble. Put them, you know. He, by the way, the Alabama fans, as you know, because you follow social media even more than I do, they're in full wine mode about that rub play down on the goal line. They don't uh, okay, like
2: so let's get let's let's get to that, and that'll be the final thing we talk about before we take a quick break here. When, when we get back, we'll talk about the final AP rankings. There's some belly aching uh, going on there, so we'll examine that a little bit. Uh, the final rankings, uh, I, you know, everyone's arguing and and you know fighting about something absolutely meaningless. If you're not first, you're last, is what I was told. By uh, a couple of coaches growing up in my lifetime, but nevertheless,
0: that's yeah. Well, funny. it's kind of true, but you know, it's a marketing tool. Let's face it. I mean, college football we have 130 teams, not like the NFL. We don't. We have a semi-sort of true playoff. So you know, it is a marketing tool. Teams like to say we are ranked in the top 10 next number of years out of whatever. But you know, I get what you're saying. But it, you know, and I know that as fans, we've always paid attention to the final rankings. So we'll do it here. But anyway, go ahead. Tell me yeah. about the rub play or what your your take is on that. Coach,
2: You know, the uh, more at issue was, was the scoring play earlier in the game where there was a true rub. What happened in that final play was not uh, – it, it didn't end up – maybe it was intended to be a pick play, but mm-hmm. it was not – it it didn't end up that way. I mean, if you sit there and look at it, the outside wide receiver went down inside. He was covered by Marlon yeah. Humphrey. Um, who made contact with him? And uh, that receiver, if I'm correct now, you know, because I'm not seeing the play right in front of me, but if memory serves me, I don't believe he even made contact with uh, the guy covering him in the slot, which was Tony Brown for Alabama. What happened to Tony no, Brown? No, I I he didn't, I didn't think so at all. Now on the, the
0: play you're t- the the previous play is what you're, ta- you're talking about. The earlier touchdown, this one, the winning touchdown. I totally agree with your assessment there. But but you know even on the play that a true rub occurred you know the way I've always you know guys that coach and you know like yourself and other people I know always tell me especially in the college game if the receiver goes down and usually doesn't extend his arms and makes some sort of effort to look like even if he doesn't really want the ball but look like he wants the ball they're usually going to let that go you know I mean it, I mean it's a it's a fifty fifty call. Yeah,
2: um, that, that is usually what ends up happening. But that's not what happened on that final play. They just, you know, Alabama misplayed it, just to be quite honest with you. It's a great play call by Clemson, by the way. Um, and, and one of the best things about it is that you rolled out Deshaun Watson on it, making that throw that much easier. Um, you know, so as he rolls out and Renfro's running into the flat, it's, it's you know, like a long toss play. And it made it very, very easy. And, it just, you know, once that player gets outside of the guy covering him, it's really over. And you can see the disappointment on Tony Browns. Uh, and it's just his whole body. Like, he went and lived there knowing that this is over. You know, uh, this play right here killed it. So,
0: um, great play call. by yeah, I, I give them credit, Chad, on the call. I give them a lot of credit. Um, I really thought, to be honest with you, with six seconds and a timeout, they had stones to call that play because if your quarterback loses his mind and runs around or throws a ball that takes a long time to get the clock stopped, the game could be over. I thought they were going to have Watson actually just run a quarterback draw and see if he could get in, and if he got tackled in the middle of the field, they would call timeout quick. That's what I thought they were going to do there. I
2: um, I think you don't run that play with anyone other than a redshirt junior or a senior quarterback, or at least someone who's taken a lot of snaps and you have a tremendous amount of confidence in, on the Alabama side, when you've got that ball into the boundary like that, you know, we could talk like put my coaching hat on here. I do something on that edge to not allow a roll out there. You can't let him get a clear view of that throw or a run pass option. You just can't let him get outside of the tackle box there
0: yeah, you know, I know they probably. Well, once the he's the outside the tackle the box, team you're team pretty team much done. screwed because he's got a cho he's got a choice there. You know, for the in that case, you know, as you said, the receiver gets outside there, the game's over. It's an easy toss. But if not, you know, somebody could get a couple blocks in there and he can just take it himself.
2: Yeah, I mean, even if Alabama covers that thing up well,
0: and you know, on the receiver's hip, Watson keeps
2: it, and he's just so athletic. I mean, they just I'm sure you saw the play near the end where he dove through the air and damn near got in the end zone, you would have been looking at something similar to that. Not my money would have been on him finding a way to get the ball across the, uh, the, the goal line there on that one. So great play call by Clemson. Um, And, you know, Alabama comes to, you know, for Alabama now, Emil, that's a tough mountain to climb. Look, I know Nick Saban's as good as anyone with motivating his team and, you know, keeping the foot on the gas. This is a tough mountain to climb. Um, the stories are out, and and I can totally believe them. That Nick Saban grinded the hell out of these guys, players, coaches, support staff, everyone. Got completely grinded trying to get to where they were in the season. And when it doesn't result in hardware, that's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow. Babe.
0: Well, can I can I say something as someone who loves football and as a fan more so than you know? I can't speak for an 18 to 21 year old college player. You're around them more than I am, and I understand the commitment it takes to win championships. I get that, and I respect Alabama. It's not this is not a, a hater thing. I, I mean, I respect what they've done, but I got to tell you, that doesn't look like a lot of fun to me. And at the end of the day, there should still be joy in these games. Like to me, Clemson looked like they were genuinely having fun. They they, they did. Um, yeah. Alabama, it doesn't look like fun to me. And, you know, I get the tradition and the national championships and all that, but it takes a certain kind of kid to want to play there, if you ask me, because I just don't see a lot of joy there sometimes.
2: I really feel, Emil, like going into it,
0: they just have no idea
2: what it's going to be. They think they know, but then when they get there, it's a totally different deal. And, yes, there have been many players out of of Alabama during the Saban era, who have done well in the National Football League, but there's also been a pretty high number that have busted. And, um, you know, when you take a look at someone like a, you know, like a Trent Richardson or, you know, Eddie Lacy, it seems like the guys are worn out on football by the time they get to the NFL. It's just a complete and major grind. And I under, I get where Saban's coming from, to stay on top in this day and age in college football you got to be working tirelessly, but you know I'm with you. You know there just seems to be zero fun in this whole thing, and Clemson seemed to be a whole lot loose, whole lot looser. And at the end of the day, they come away with the
0: win. And you know, saving Harvard. What good is, is it if you, if you see my point? What good is winning? Like you know, if you want to watch a good football life on NFL Network. Watch the one on Troy Aikman. Very good. Troy Aikman basically burned himself out. He said basically at the end he was so sick of the way they were being run. He didn't retire because of concussions. He said that's a misnomer. Didn't retire even because of his back. He said I was just done with it. And he was a guy who always says he wishes he enjoyed the winning more. He said I, I didn't love winning as much as I hated losing. And, and I know you know I always felt like that myself when I played sports. I'm I'm an individual that hates to fail at things even more than I like being successful at them. And sometimes I've worked at that. And I think that that's the way I feel Alabama. I watch them and I actually sometimes feel bad for the kids. I know that sounds crazy. They win all the time, but it, it it doesn't look like they're having fun. If you're not having fun, you got to sit back and say, we're not doing brain surgery here. We're playing a game.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's, you know, maybe that's, Going to be the chink in the armor here for Alabama. Just going to be tough to get folks to 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 come and work for you. Just going to be end up being too much turnover in the staff, or that ends up becoming the thing to use against Alabama on the recruiting wars. I mean, yes, you'll go there, you'll have a tremendous amount of success. Success, you'll win double-digit games. You'll probably be in the college football champion playoffs. Um, you know, three out of four years but when you're done playing there are you still going to like the game and
0: you know that's there's something to be said. When I was growing that. up I yeah, like I, I mean anything. I was always an SC fan but I liked you guys I liked watching Miami play if I wasn't you know SC and I said to myself you know a lot of people hated them but I I always looked at them and admired. I said these
1: these guys look like they're
0: having fun I mean well, girls, ass they ass look, off. there's there's no doubt about that a
1: whole lot of hard I'm not work. I'm not debating that when but, but you got on play, the field yeah, yeah it looked
0: like you were having fun, and that's what I enjoyed about watching Pete Carroll's teams. Even though it was my team, but I said they were having fun. He was making it fun.
2: There's some that would say winning is fun, you know,
0: and losing is it not. It is fun, and
2: if you don't, it, it is yeah, fun. But all... you
0: can win, and I think you can do both. You can work hard, okay. You can work hard and 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 win, okay. Like you said, you work hard in practice. I get that. You you prepare, but when you get out there, it shouldn't be like you feel like. You know, every mistake, you're going to get your head ripped off. You can't play anything in life. You can't do anything in life if you're doing it scared.
2: Yeah, you no can. doubt about it. You know, someone similar to,
0: to Nick Saban in
2: in college football is Jim Harbaugh. And his stories that were out about the uh, week leading up to the Orange Bowl was that uh, those kids in Michigan didn't really have uh, much of a, a good time during the week. You know, uh, Harbaugh had them buttoned up. Uh, they didn't go out and have some fun activities. It was uh, an entire business trip. And, um, you know, when you do that to the guys and then you still go out there and lose, man, the backlash ends up being pretty, pretty hard. You know, I went to three bowl games when I was there at Miami. Now, mind you, we didn't win any of them. But I walked into uh, a culture that already existed here. And, you know, uh, early on in our preparation for the bowl games during the bowl week, Um, Yes, we would practice, and when we're on the practice field, we worked hard. But then, you know, when it was time to go out and have a good time and take in the sights and sounds of uh, the town that we were in, we were able to do that. And then towards the end of the week, then you kind of button things down. You know, you got it out of your system um, early on in the week, and then when it came time to, you know, get ultra-serious and batten down the hatches, we did that and that's something that existed before I got here when bowl games were won and championships were won, and it just seems to be the way to go. So, you know, folks in Alabama and Tuscaloosa and Nick Saban himself are going to have to examine that. I just don't think Nick knows any other way. And, Amel, I wouldn't be
0: surprised if uh, retirement is right around the corner for Saban. Uh, what did I say to out. you last night? Now, I thought it would definitely – I really do had a gut that if they won – if they won for some reason, I said, sent you a text in the afternoon yesterday, I felt like – in the coming days, he would retire. I felt like he'd have his six championships. Uh, you know, he, he would go out on, you know, on top, sort of like Coach Wooden did at UCLA, and that would be that. And, you know, the basketball coach, of course, for those of you who are too young to know who Coach Wooden is. Um, but uh, Saban, you know, losing, I'm not sure, you know, his personality. I'm not sure if that's. You know, but but then again, winning championships is hard. He can come back next year. It doesn't guarantee he's going to win anything. So maybe he just says, "Hey, I've I've had enough. I've won five of these things in an era of complete parity." Um, you know, people know I'm a, I'm a, d- a damn good coach. Maybe the best college coach ever. Because I could see him on TV. He's got a very sarcastically funny personality. I could definitely see him on TV.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and like I'm going to say it again. It that's a this is a tall mountain to climb again all of those guys that got the hell grinded out of them and i'm not just talking about the players at alabama but uh you know all those guys that got the hell grinded out of them and now got a, and now are sitting there today thinking about the grind that is now coming again to try and get back to the spot in hopes that you win and in hopes that you could you know undo this outcome and in the back of your mind, knowing that it's possible for you to do this complete grind and still lose, that's a uh, man, that's a tough thing to overcome. I don't think people quite understand that. So we'll have to keep an eye on how that unfolds um, as we head into this off season. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, the AP poll, the final AP poll, all the folks that weren't first that are all fighting for those last spots uh, called uh, numbers 2 through 25. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll also share some insight on the week that weekend that was in the NFL playoffs. Stay with us. We'll be right back on the Gridiron Stud Show.
1: What that oh. I was good, on. That's the way.
2: The seven on seven season. Summer basketball family picnics all around the corner and you're paying big money for t-shirts from screen printers? why? screen printed t-shirts are costly when done for small groups they're limited in color unless you want to pay an even higher price more colors mean higher prices how do we solve this? do it yourself at home with your inkjet printer and a hand iron that's right with heat transfer paper sold at t-shirtsupplies.com you can design your own logos put any wording you want Printed on your inkjet print paper and using the proper paper sold by tshirtsupplies.com you can get this the way that you want it. There's no limit to the amount of color or the design. You can transfer a photograph using this paper. It's great for team sports. It's great for family reunions. It's great for birthday gifts. The t-shirt is part of the American culture and now you can design your own. Don't worry if you haven't done it before. T-Shirt Supplies has the first rate customer service. They will help you get the paper you want for your project and steer you in the right direction. Visit them now at t That's t shirts most hyphen supplies plural all one word com or call them at one eight seven seven eight five seven two seven three seven. That's one eight seven seven eight five paper
1: t shirt com. Go there now. You
2: want the truth? Well, here it is. Speed kills. And in no other sport is that true than in football. Speed
1: gets you to the end zone. Speed gets you to the ball carrier. Speed makes you a winner. Do you want championship type speed? Do you want speed that kills? Then complete speed is what you need. Complete speed is turning athletes into game breakers. With quick and easy methods that are easy to understand, complete speed can shave time off your 40-yard dash, make you quicker and more explosive. They have a clear progression, drills, and exercises, along with specific instructions. They also have proven sample workouts and programs for you, the individual, or for you, the coach. Speed is what you need, so hurry now and check out Complete Speed. Just go to gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed. That's gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed for more information right now. To all you high school recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges? wicked, wicked, wicked. Wicked tones, you know. What uh, Metro I'll woman wants some more, nigga. Uh, uh, Wiggy, we oh. Hold up, wait, oh 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 hold oh Stand up in the motor, but stand up in the motor
2: We're back here on the Gridiron Studs Show, 10:37 a.m. Well, as they always do when the games are completed. You got to start talking about, um, you know, the rankings, uh, and you're talking about two through 25. Of course, Alabama is number two, but you know, as you said, you know, some of this is for marketing, and then it's also a little bit of a springboard for you going into the next season. So, real quick, let's just talk about. The top ten. Um, well, well let me and, first and tell the, you what
0: I did. I got up this morning, I didn't know the A P poll would even be out this early. Um but I, I hit the button on the on the browser and voila, it comes up, right? So I kinda did my own poll. You know, my own head. I figured, okay, let me see where these teams are gonna end up. As you said, Clemson won it, they're automatically number one, Alabama's number two. Uh I wrestled with the next three teams when I was doing my own. I could make cases, but, uh, you know, voila, I see my Trojans at number three. Am I going to complain about that? I'm a homer. No, okay. Um, I could make a case uh, in my own head for Oklahoma being three and USC four, but I'm not going to argue that, okay. Washington uh, is four. They had a strong showing defensively against Alabama. I'm not going to go nuts, but I personally would put Oklahoma ahead of them for the reason that I think Washington's offense showed when they played two better teams toward the end of the year, USC and Alabama, uh, they weren't ready for prime time. I mean, USC went up to Seattle and pretty much shut them down. Okay, But, again, I'm not going to kill anybody. Those, those three teams, I thought, were very close. So they were, USC was three, Washington was four, Oklahoma was five. Now here's where I get a little bit I lose my mind. I'm not a Penn State fan per se, not a hater, I'm not a fan. Okay, You just ranked USC three. They beat Penn State in one of the better Rose Bowls ever other than that Texas-USC game, 52-49 on a kick at the buzzer. Um, Penn State beat Ohio State. Now you could say that's one-off, that's fine. Ohio State plays in the same conference as Penn State, which Penn State won. And Ohio State lost their bowl game, albeit to the national champions, but they lost 31 to nothing. If you're telling me USC is three, wouldn't you think Penn State's ahead of Ohio State? Urban Meyer doesn't
2: coach for Penn State. So,
0: figure that
1: out. Oh, I know why Urban
0: Meyer is six here in Penn State, seven. I get You said the whole thing. That's the Urban Meyer vote. That's the media currying favor with Urban Meyer and also respecting him because he is a football
2: god. Hold on, Emil. Do you hear? Do you hear? It's the ghost of
0: Sandusky. (laughs) Welcome. Uh, no, you, you know man. what? It's funny you say that, but I have a Penn State fan here who did a local sports talk show. He's called us over the years. He put the media will not cut Penn State break in the near future, and I put you mean the Sandusky thing. He said yes. So I mean, yes, they, they will you, have you, to earn their that.
2: way through the rankings. They will have to beat people. They will have to make it clear um, and all that. And then you know, in there, there's it's a bad. You know, there's some other issues with this poll. Um, but when you sit here and look Oh, at I'm going to keep going. Times, no, I have more of them. I have more besides that. Sometimes you have bad losses that can really undo you. Um, and a 49 to 10 loss to Michigan um, is, what, is the majority of the thing here, Amal. Yes, I made a little joke about the Sandus- Ghost of Sandusky. This probably plays a little part of it. Yes, um, Franklin is not Urban Myers it stands right now. But that forty-nine to ten loss to Michigan is the undoing, and you'll see what I'm talking about with the game that undoes you as
0: we go through a couple of more of these rankings. I'm
2: sure uh, when you go,
0: Chad. Listen, I complete, surprise. I completely get why they did, but I'm not. Again, I'm not an apologist for them, but I do know behind that game, when Penn State played up there that that week, they literally had a couple kids from the science class playing linebacker. They had like six linebackers out. I mean, I think we could all agree right 49-10, now, Michigan forty-nine ten. I mean I I understand 49. that. I get it. I get it. So anyway, I get the loss. Penn State goes 7. I would have put them 6. And and believe it or not, Ohio State's still falling for me cuz I would have put Florida State ahead of Ohio State. I think at the end of the year Florida State was playing better football than Ohio State. Um I'm I'm looking at what I saw and I'm not just seeing the loss. You want me to, do, want me to do this State. for you again? 63 20. I understand 63 20. I get it. 63 20.
2: But by the same token then,
0: Every one of these teams. Those not the USC. How about USC losing to Alabama 52-6? I guess that doesn't matter.
2: That's why they're not number 2. Uh,
0: okay, whatever. Yeah, I, you're right, I, but it's just it's a
2: time, time out, hold on, slow down. Here, cause you're cuz you're 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 hot as a tea kettle right now. Was there any okay. other place to put USC? You can't put them one. You can't put them two. They're number 3. And the reason USC is 3 over Washington the USC kicked Washington's ass. But every one of these teams we pull up, when you go through their ledger, there's going to be that embarrassing loss that cost you. Yeah, you can lose a game in college football. You just can't get blown off the field.
0: I understand. I understand. So Penn State seven, and I see where you're going there. Florida State has the loss to Louisville that we talked about earlier. So they're not going to elevate them over Ohio State. But then you say, well, well Ohio State's got the same. You have
2: to find a different word for what happens.
0: I know. They got beat 63-20, and it could have been worse. Like At some point, Louisville something. got bored. They might have scored 80 that day. I get it. Yeah, unless like they
2: stole something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it was bad.
1: It was bad. It, it, it can't over- it, uh, the college
2: football gods don't allow you to overcome stuff like that.
0: I got to tell the audience, Chad gives me a hard time about being a USC homer, but I always see that little that little hurricane come out in him. He tries to play it like Mr. Rico Suave, I'm a man of the world, I'm a hurricane, my sons are, are Gators, but he really, really he doesn't like Florida so I
2: State. I that Florida State
1: lost 63-20. <laughs> he really to doesn't like Florida State. State dude. I want to say to Anybody in the audience notice that? Voice, I'm going to say it in my best, 63-20. <laughs> okay. to 20. But you have to
0: admit they they 63. came on nicely at the end of the year. They finish at number eight. Good year for Florida State. Wisconsin number nine. I have no problem with that but you just can't I can't think... get by that
1: sixty-three
0: to twenty loss. <laughs> <laughs> There's, There's no getting around it. You have any problem with
1: awesome. you have any problem
0: with nine and ten yet? I think Wisconsin at nine and Michigan at ten are both about where I would have put them.
2: Six and one, half a dozen
0: the other there for me. You could have went. You could have flip flopped that. Um, wouldn't have made a difference to me. Yeah, wouldn't have matter? I feel they're ranked fairly. I think Oklahoma State checking in at 11 is pretty fair. They they closed nicely, had a good year. Stanford at 12, I'm cool with. I mean, they won that bowl game without their best player, finished 10-3 and three. again, David Shaw, solid, solid coach up there. Um, you know, How I think I Florida, I mean,
2: Florida went Florida, to
1: LSU.
0: If you're a Florida
2: fan, okay, first of all, if you're a Florida fan, um, the LSU Tigers – Fixed, moan, complained for, for weeks on end. You stole a road game and turned it into a home game for yourself. You invited the Florida Gators over. You talked trash while you did it. And These guys showed up to your field, stuffed you, punched you in the mouth, won the game, walked off, danced on your field, probably tore up your visiting locker room, walked off a winner, and here you are. You're behind them in the rankings. Same record. Actually, Florida has one more win. Actually, went and played in the SEC championship. You lost the game to them at home. How in the hell are you behind them?
0: The reason is. Oh, listen, that, that jumped off the page at me 30, for every reason you every reason you just gave. I mean, they beat them on on their field. It was later in the season. It wasn't like they did it September eighth or something like that. They did it in a November game. Had a better record. Played in the championship game. I I, I just don't see. I mean. How you rank LSU ahead of Florida, I guess these guys don't watch all the games. Um, so no. that's all I can tell you.
1: Florida lost
0: to Alabama fifty four to
2: sixteen. That's what happened. Um, that undid all of that. Because Florida and LSU but That's pretty I mean, common, Alabama, Chad. LSU, you
0: notice the three, you notice the common commonality here? Alabama beats a lot of teams fifty something to something. So Well they didn't
2: beat L S U that way. That's the problem. That's the biggest problem in this whole deal. A very close football game, I believe 14 and nothing. It was not 54 to 16. That SEC championship game lost um, undid Florida. You know, it really did. Kudos to them for coming back and winning the the bowl game in the fashion that they did. Uh, A lot of teams would have just folded up their tent after losing a game in that fashion. But so far as this, Particular thing is concerned, and that final ranking, that 54 to 16 loss, um, was an eyesore, and so you don't get the benefit of the doubt. It's the same thing with Penn State, a 49 to 10 loss, and and and, and this, you know the same thing with any other team we want to complain about in this poll. Actually, the only one really escaping from this um, might be Oklahoma, because and even then, you know that's how these things go. That last touchdown they got against Houston to kind of clean that score up a little bit. People forget how that game went. Houston handed
0: handed it to them. Oh the yeah. Team. And you know, again, you know, again, if you're an Ohio State fan, you're making the same argument. You're you're going the opposite of me. You're saying, "Listen, we lost to the national champs. We lost to Penn State by 3 on their field in the rain on a block field goal." We're eleven and two. We have a better record than Penn State. We should be ahead of them. And frankly, we have a, the same record as Oklahoma, and we beat Oklahoma by twenty-one points in Norman. That's that's your argument if you're Ohio State to be a, a spot higher.
2: True. Um, so I mean, you know. So
0: okay, let's let's we won't be. Let's get to where my next pitch is because it involves your team. Okay. Uh, 15. I'm cool with Western Michigan. I think they acquitted themselves nicely in that bowl game against Wisconsin, 24-16. Wisconsin's a physical team. They were they were not run off the field there. They were very competitive. I have no problem saying that they're one of those those outlier MAC teams that happens to be good enough because they were a veteran team to play with many of the big boys. I'll leave them at 15. Virginia Tech and Colorado. You could flip flop them. I don't care. I think they're they're ranked fairly. They're both top 20 teams, 10 and 4. Um, 16 and 17, I'm cool with. Now I get to 18. I get to 18, got the West Virginia Mountaineers. Nice season at 10 and 3. Nice season. In the Bulls, I think we've shown pretty much here this year that when you take them in totality, not one by one because there's going to be games where teams don't care, I get that, but in totality, the ACC had a strong year this year. I mean, they had a really strong season. They had the best record in the bowl games. Clemson won the national championship. They were second the year before. The ACC proved to be a pretty darn good conference this year. We get West Virginia. They go to a bowl. They play Miami of Florida. Miami beats them pretty decent. What was the final, 31-17? 31-14, I believe was the final. 31-14. So Miami beats them by 17 points about 10 or 12 days ago, okay, not three months ago, 10 or 12 days ago. Now, I understand West Virginia's got a better record, Miami's 9-4, and four, but they play in different conferences. So let's say the records are pretty close. We just saw them play in a bowl game. Miami won by 17 points, yet Miami's 20th and West Virginia's 18th. This
2: is, uh, probably the only one of these here where I I or anyone else has a legitimate gripe. This is something I don't understand. Uh, West Virginia had, a, a aside from the embarrassing loss to the team ranked Several spots below them, Miami I'm talking about. West Virginia lost a game 37 to 20 and got completely smashed by Oklahoma '56 to 28. They should have no benefit of the doubt, okay
0: So you
1: just no, look at All their losses,
0: Chad, ago. all their losses, as you point out, blow-off. Were were yeah, they were seven, two 17-point losses and a 28-point loss. They didn't have one bad thing. I mean, they three, got pretty much handled. Two spots below them. So, yeah, and Miami's honest. losses. If you go through Miami's ledger, by the way, and you and I have talked about this, they had that great game that started that little losing streak for them. They lost 20-19 to, to Florida State, a game they could have, probably should have won. They lost the next week by seven to North Carolina, coming off a rivalry game. They had their one bad game, a 21-point loss at Virginia Tech, and then somehow on a ther- inexplicably on a Thursday night. Down a Thursday night and then they inexplicably blew... A lead against the bad Notre Dame team at Notre Dame and lost by three points but point is you know it's not like they were just getting killed this year I mean Miami pretty much was in every ball game except one of that Thursday night game they beat West Virginia they beat them handily two weeks ago I, I don't get this do these guys not care about the results on the field
2: I, I mean I you know like I said uh, on all of the other ones that you brought up I could point to the spot that cost them a ranking, but I can't understand it here with Miami. Though so all of the losses were close, with the exception of the Virginia Tech game, and again, that's that's on a Thursday night, a sandwich game at that. So, Emma, well, listen, we've been hated on for years. Okay, we just have. I don't understand this. Um, like I said, though, in the grand scheme of things, if you're not first, you're last. You're 20th. You're in the top 20. I I hope Miami uses this as motivation going forward. I would have loved to have seen Brad Kaya come back because I really thought Miami would be a double-digit win team next year. So before I could even stay on that,
0: in that mode, I've really got to see what's going to happen at the quarterback position. Yeah, a tremendous I, I, of I think they're going to be fine, and I, I agree with you. I mean, at least they got in the top 20. I just would have liked to have seen them up at 17 or 18 if I, when I was doing my own sheet. That's yeah, kind of where I had this. them. We uh, got this, man. We got this. Yep, you did. And the rest of this, you know, it's hard for me to really I'll, start nitpicking. You, you know what didn't happen to Miami this year? One
2: thing that didn't happen to Miami collapsed. this year was that they did not lose a game
1: 63 to 20. To the following, by
0: the way, Louisville finished 21. I don't have a problem with Louisville or Tennessee. Again, you know, right now you get down to a bunch of teams where, uh, you know, you can make a case for higher or lower. Louisville's 21, Tennessee 22, Utah with their bull win, a close one over, uh, Who would they beat in the bowl? Indiana, they finish 23 Auburn loses to Oklahoma, drops down to 24 San Diego State rounds out the field at 25 Good lord,
2: man San Diego State played uh, an NFL schedule 11-3 14 football games
0: Yeah, they played played a lot of games, didn't they? How about San Diego State?
2: You go, for the first time in your school's history You win 11 games It's good for 25th in the country Got to be looking at it like, hey, how do we get into this? Yeah, camp? well,
0: I mean, come on. Who you play also counts. Dropping out of the final poll from the one before the Bulls was Iowa, who got paddywhacked by your son's team, 30 to three. Pittsburgh, who somehow lost to a six and six Northwestern. And Pittsburgh, national who champion. Got... They beat
2: Clemson, okay?
0: Pittsburgh beat. No, you saw Clemson. what I said. They're not the national champs. You're wrong. Notre Dame is the oh, national champs young. because Pitt beat Clemson. You're right, Miami beat Pitt, and Notre Dame beat Miami. Notre Dame fielded a team. They played games, and they beat they beat Miami, who beat Pitt, who beat Clemson. Notre Dame is the national champs. Wake There's up, some Deacon.
2: semi-drunk Irish fan that's feeling what you're saying right now, I can guarantee it. <laughs> I mean, feeling it to their core. Um, I'm waiting for them to call a show. <laughs> they want to know when our next broadcast is because they really feel like you're um, a genius right now for even putting that whole thing together because they probably couldn't have done it <laughs> themselves. All right, that's college football. We're only nine months away from those big preseason matchups. Uh, I hope you folks can cope nine months without any on-action, uh, any on-the-field action, and four-hour football games. Hey man, college football's got they've got work to do. You know what? The only thing that I don't know you can call me a party pooper. That made me a little angry about last night was that it, it ended up being one hell of a game. And so there's no incentive in the offseason, I think, for college football to really take a look at what they're doing with the playoffs and all that. They can just point to the scoreboard and say, hey, look how this thing turned out. So it's another year of them feeling like they've got this thing all right with the 14 team playoffs. So I hope we're ready for that.
0: Well, you know who drives that, Chad, is going to be the commissioners. And I think that behind the scenes you're going to have commissioners from the big conferences saying, wait a second here. You know, uh, if you're the Big 12, you're going and saying, "Listen, the last two or three years, we've pretty much two out of three years been left out of this. If you remember a couple of years ago, TCU had that really good 12 and one team. Um, I forget who they beat. I think they went to the Rose Bowl that year and just beat the hell out of somebody. And they finished 12 and one. You could probably make a case they should have been one of the four teams. Last year, Oklahoma did get in. This year, they're excluded again. They finish on a 10 game winning streak. If you're the Big 12," you're probably going to put some pressure to get this expanded to eight because you feel like we're the ones being left out every year. (laughs) Yeah,
2: well, you know, win them all then, damn it. Uh, That's how that should work. All right, let's slide our attention to the NFL. We weren't able to do a show yesterday, so we couldn't uh, wrap up the the action on the field. And while we had a great game last night in that final one, oh, man, these were some real ho-hummers this week in the NFL. Yeah, we're all excited about the NFL playoffs, and then look what we got here. So, that Texans Raiders game, very difficult to watch. Um, you could probably say the same for the Seahawks-Lions game, in which the Seahawks dominated. I didn't have a chance to watch the Steelers-Dolphins game. I was at seven-on-seven seven tryouts, but I, I don't think I missed anything if I'm a lover of the Dolphins. It looked like the Steelers just went all Pittsburgh on, on the Dolphins. And then, uh, you know, I watched this Packers-Giants game, and it's So disappointed in what New York brought to the table. Uh, And everyone wanted to make it. Yeah, I got to say this. Waking up this morning. Do you know who's Odell Beckham's best friend is this morning, Abel? Take a stab at it. Eli Manning? I don't know who. Oh, geez. Not not Eli. Odell Beckham has found an unusual best friend today. And that's Derek Rose. Because Derrick Rose decided to go completely AWOL. and Oh, Derrick, I heard
0: about that. They couldn't find him. <laughs> couldn't
2: find the guy. Got all pissy mad with his coach and went AWOL. I don't know if Beckham paid him to do this. But it has kept Odell Beckham off of the front and the back page of the New York Post, Times, and every other publication in New York, and maybe nationwide. The story today is Derrick Rose missing. Not Odell Beckham shirtless on a boat and can't catch passes. Apparently, you know... Well, they uh, found, know, they the found Rose, there.
0: apparently. He said he had a personal issue to attend to in Chicago.
2: Oh, yeah, buddy.
0: <laughs> a personal yeah, issue.
2: Okay. I love... These. I don't even... Listen, let me tell you something about myself, all right? And I don't know if this exists for most athletes. I'd have to think so. I couldn't stand to miss a practice.
0: I could not sit at home
2: or sit in a doctor's office or a dentist chair and and be okay knowing that there was a practice going on for a team I played for and I wasn't there, let alone a freaking game. There is a game know, going on. I know, I know. you play on the team. It's a different era, though, guy. buddy.
0: Different era. These guys, some I mean, of these guys, a, they, you know.
2: They had but. a personal matter of what? Your cable bill was late? And they had to, you had to pay it in person? What the frick was going on? You want to share that with us?
0: He, Derek Rose well, I'm sure Odell this will. Beckham. I'm sure this will slowly trickle out in the next couple of days. We'll find out just you know where he was. Um, I, I I know one thing. Odell Beckham's mind was not completely right in that game Sunday because he had. They weren't just drops. They were big drops at different points in the game, like that first down in the opening you know quarter that would have set them the up. Story in the in the story coming out. 25. is that he he still had
2: a suntan lotion on his hands from the boat trip um, and found it a little difficult. Stop it already. To get it off. Stop
0: it already. You're between Florida State <laughs> I'm, 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 and Odell Beckham, man, you're like, a, you're like Kevin Hart this morning. I mean, you're going one, crazy.
2: I, I'm telling you right now, the best thing that happened to Odell Beckham was that they didn't lose that game to the
0: Packers. 63-20. to 20. That would have really <laughs> 63 made 63 to bad. Hey, let, let me ask you about that game. Did you – how much – were you back from practice or whatever you are doing? Did you see most of that Packers-Giants game?
2: I saw a good amount of
0: it. Um,
2: listen, I, I'm, let me give credit where credit is due. You and I have been uh, hard on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And, yes, they didn't run the ball like, you know, they probably should have. But, Emil, Aaron Rodgers was masterful in that pocket. Uh, he made it He made it very difficult – um, for the Giants to call defense the way that they wanted.
0: You know?
2: um, well, I felt there always... were three
0: things. I felt there was three things, Chad. Let me see if I'm wrong. Tell me where I'm, I'm going wrong here that, that you could say cost the Giants that game or won it for the Packers, however you want to look at it. Midway through the second quarter, the Giants, they flashed it on the screen at that point, had 194 yards of offense. The Packers had like 25. Yet the Giants only had a 6 nothing lead. I felt, A, having watched football a long time in my life, when you have a quarter and a half of domination like that and you only have a 6 nothing lead on the road against a good team, you're in trouble because you you basically let them in the game. They can keep calling the game the way they, they wanted to call it. You didn't get them behind where you can make them completely one-dimensional. So I felt that was number one. Number two, I felt, and I, I'm not making an excuse because I still think they would have lost based on how they played, but I felt like losing Dominic Rogers, Cromarty. Uh, was a real kick in the groin for the Giants. I I I didn't think they could deal with what Green Bay was doing without him.
2: Well, very good point. And uh,
0: uh, let, let me
2: uh, let me let me expand on that just a little bit. The okay. The, the there's you know I don't, I'm funny like this. I will remember things said by by players in the NFL uh, that probably just go passing for everyone else. It usually seems to be. Quarterbacks, I've said to you time and again I just remember what Tony Romo said uh, in, in, in an interview after a game last year that you know NFL games come down to those final eight minutes you you know you've heard me talk about that uh, I remember quite some time ago Steve Young saying this about NFL playoff football if you're on the road and you're you're you know you're you're making your way you're getting the ball you're moving the ball downfield you're getting in that red zone. If you're kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns, you're gonna you're losing the game. You're going to lose the game at some point. And I guess the point Steve Young was saying that on the road in an NFL football game in a playoff football game, at some point that home team's going to get momentum. That's inevitable. And if after all of your hard work and your several trips into the red zone, you're sitting there with a six nothing, nine nothing um, lead, once that momentum swings on the side of that home team. You're keeping them close enough that a touchdown now gets the crowd rocking. A fumble turnover, they got the ball back. They go down score. Now they got a lead. Then it's you know no looking back. And that's what happened to the Giants. It's this over. Game.
0: Yeah, yeah, you they, had it. Yes, they oh, did. They God. did not. If the Giants are converted early, say they get a fourteen nothing lead, that stadium is quiet. The Packers have no threat now of running the ball because you know Green Bay. They fall behind fourteen nothing. You you think they don't run it when sure. they're ahead? When they're when they're yes. down fourteen nothing, they're they're going all pass happy on you. Um, right. It's a completely different ball game. And then you know, obviously, Cromartie. You know, you as a defensive coordinator understand you lose a, a corner like him. It changes everything. You know, Emil, it
2: was a blow, made. but I thought I thought defensively,
0: um,
2: the defensive coordinator made it a bigger deal than what it was. I mean, uh, listen, the Packers have a nice receiving core it's not the best receiving core in in the NFL. And I really felt like the Giants should have just, should have blitzed more in that second half. And I have a feeling that with Cromartie being out, they just got really scared of doing that. And it allowed Aaron Rodgers to sit in there versus a four-man rush. And almost like you've ever gone out in the backyard and played with your young nephews or like you were the older cousin he looked like that there. I'm just toying around. I'm just playing around. And against a four-man rush, there was one touchdown that he threw where I counted it, eight seconds to throw the ball. You can't cover. Oh, uh, I I know
0: I, know, I know the man. exact know play you're talking wrong. about. And I feel like, to a degree, you hit the nail on the head. They treated the loss of Cromarty as if they lost Deion Sanders or something. I mean, don't tell yeah, yeah, Cromarty's you know a deal. nice player. Give, give sense ball
2: a chance to cover man-to-man. Man. It beats having Aaron stand back
0: there and waiting for –
2: a guy, no one's great when you, got, when you need eight seconds to cover a guy. Everyone becomes a backup at that point. No one's covering anyone for eight seconds. It's ridiculous.
0: No, and you're in the, pl- the playoffs, so you're a good team. You have a guy on your roster. I assume every Tuesday he gets a paycheck. I mean, let him try to cover somebody. So I'm with you there. You know, I mean, I, I thought they made too much of it. But I really think the big play, and it's kind of obvious, but I don't think people realized it, and I knew it at the time. That Hail Mary at the end of the first half, I knew the game was over. I watched the Giants walk off the field. The score goes to halftime at 7-6. You can go in there and sell yourself on, hey, we kicked their ass the first half. We didn't convert in the red zone. It's a one-point game. Let's stick it in the end zone when we get down there. We'll, we'll blow these guys out of here. You, that ball goes up, and now it's 14-6, and you're in the locker room thinking to yourself, we went up and down the field. We're down a full touchdown and two-point conversion now. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's just, you know, the air was out, the out of the ball out of, out of the balloon. Yeah. Yeah, we're
2: beat the hell out of this team, but we're way behind on the scorecard. And um, I, I, I didn't say the game was over. Um, I did say the Giants need to come out. As a result of that Hail Mary, they need to come out and put together two good – they needed a good offensive possession and good defensive series Coming out of that locker room, and that's, you know, they have well, one, how about, not, you
0: know, so and you amazing. know it gets washed away with the, you know, winning is a great cleanser, isn't it? Because fans love to only bitch about the bad things they see in a loss, and they kind of gloss over. How about Mike McCarthy? Up by eight, he's seizing control of the game. I think it was around midfield, fourth and one, early in the third quarter. The Giants are showing really not a great offense. No ability to drive the whole field and score a touchdown. He goes for it. They get stuffed at midfield, and next thing you know, the Giants are within a point again. It's fourteen thirteen. I'm sitting there scratching my head, going, "Why?"
2: I don't know. You gotta you gotta have a little balls to coach. Um, and I guess he just felt really confident about his offense, or uh, really felt confident that the Giants were sucking wind on 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 you know
0: on offense. Maybe. So,
1: Maybe he really wanted
0: to seize the game, and he felt like I can go down and get it to 21-6, and this game's over. I get it, but the Packers yeah. really aren't built as a team that converts fourth and one very easily. That's just not the type of team they are.
2: True, and we as fans tend to play the result. Like I heard this morning people saying, you know, oh, you know, listen, I'm with uh, Dabo Swinney going for it on that fourth and one. You know, yeah, you know, show some confidence in your team. I guarantee you if uh, Clemson ended up losing that Play would have been analyzed and probably. Oh, well, you, you're talking, about, while the while yes, you're talking yes. about the very first know, you, quarter. Yeah, you're talking about the first quarter. I thought, it was, you I text thought it, me. it
0: was stupid at the time. Then I think it's stupid now. I said it when it happened. I have no idea why you want to give Alabama a short field in that situation that early in the game. Didn't understand it then. Yeah. Won't under, We'll never understand it.
2: Well, you had some folks on uh, on talk radio this morning saying, "Yeah, I mean, show sure, confidence in the team." I guarantee, if it was 35 39 <laughs> Alabama see you know, you got to go back to that first quarter play where they went for it. Uh, yeah, the of course. Turned right there. Shut the hell up. You know, so sometimes we just tend to play the result. Um, I don't know what more you could say about here. The Seahawks Lions game kind of went the way that we
0: expected it. I think was that my only win. Um, it was my only win. Yes, yeah, so let's let's make this very simple. Chad was one and three. His only win was the Seahawks, and I was one and three. Uh, and uh, who was my only winner? Houston. Texas. I had Houston. You, yeah, yes.
1: Uh,
0: my friend. And that was a weird – listen, bit. that was the square weekend. We got to do some research and find out how bad Vegas got pummeled this weekend because I'm guaranteeing you they had a bad weekend when four favorites win. I mean, every casual better in Vegas likes to bet favorites. I bet you they had a very four favorites, bad weekend. Four
2: home teams
0: win. Um, yeah. A double whammy for them. So,
2: um, just running through this real quick, I'm a little embarrassed. Um, about the, the Raiders pick. You know, I saw how they finished off the season. I don't know what I was hoping for. Connor Cook let, looked every bit of a rookie who was snatched off of the practice squad. Um, so, you know, I probably should have went back. I, I just had so little faith in Brock Osweiler, uh, but I should have had a little bit more faith in the Texans' defense. Had no business picking the Raiders. You know, by, having said this, though, you know, when the Raiders fell enough behind and they just let Connor Cook throw the football without being so cautious he looked better I I am mindful of the fact that the Texans had a big lead and kind of loosened up on the coverage but um, yeah should have been a Texans pick there all the way Lions Seahawks uh, Seahawks I didn't see the Lions going on the road and winning a
0: playoff game when's the last
2: time the Lions Won a playoff game. Were you, off, were you on the road?
0: Online? 1950-something. The last time they won a playoff game was 1992, and the last time they won a playoff game on the road was 1957. No nowhere of even I wasn't even a
2: thought at that time. Um, and you got gas for 25 cents back in those days. Couldn't see them going and taking out the Seahawks then. Dolphins-Steelers, as I look back at this, and there's so much clarity on Monday morning after you make sure. these picks. But the Steelers are a prideful organization. They're a good team. Um, really, we could both agree a better football team on paper and uh, live than the Dolphins. And having lost already to the Dolphins on the road, getting them back at home, we should have seen the blowout coming there. Good God, man, they hit the hell out of Matt Moore. Yeah, I, I mean, you they You want really, to hear they, the they all-time at... best
0: quote of the weekend, Chad? This is the all-time best quote. I'm watching that game. Admittedly, I'm already drinking an adult beverage. So I'm thinking maybe it's me. So I had to rewind it. Phil Sims is talking about Matt Moore. The score at this time is 30 to 6. He says, Matt Moore threw an interception today, and really that one wasn't even on him. And other than the two fumbles, he's been almost perfect. I don't have any problem with Matt Moore. <laughs>
1: That's
0: what he said. So I said to my wife, I turned to my wife, she was cooking. I said, Did I hear that right? She goes, I think so. I said, Hold on, let me rewind that. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I didn't hear that obviously because, like I said, I wasn't able to watch the game. But uh, man, there's a hit on there, and I—I I don't, I'm not even
0: sure who hit Matt Moore, but he was Matt less after this hit. They smashed. Bud the Dupree, hell out of guy. that was Bud Dupree from uh, Kentucky hitting Matt Moore there. Um, that uh, Matt Moore checked Italy? first to make sure his head was still on his shoulders. Good
2: God, uh, that was just a symbol of how that game went. So you know, Jarvis Landry. Um, full of pride, you know, just about still fresh out of college. Um, says, you know, making it to the playoffs, not a big accomplishment. Um, I get it. You know, brand new guy to the league. You haven't been around here for the last decade. And if you have, you would probably not say such a thing. Uh, the Dolphins making it to the playoffs is an accomplishment. There's been a 10-year drought. That's how I'm looking at it. A successful season for the Dolphins. Um, that much more successful if you could take this trip to the playoffs and now build on it, get to the playoffs again, penetrate deeper, um, and really make some noise next year. But just getting over that hump is indeed,
0: a b- despite what Jarvis Landry said, um, an accomplishment. For, I, think, I think fans and some young players uh, minimize how tough it is to make the playoffs in the NFL. Ask the Buffalo Bills. They've been missing for 17 or 18 years now. It's, that's a that's a nice accomplishment. Like you said, if the Dolphins can build on this and take it to the next level, maybe next year they're challenging the Patriots, dare I say, for that division title. But, you know, they got to build on it. They need another good draft. I mean, you know, the NFL free agency is usually a trip to nowhere. You know, it's, it's all got to happen through player development, in my mind, in the draft. Once in a while you can grab – a decent free agent, but more times than not, that's not the way to to, to build a good team. So, you know, good year for the Dolphins.
2: Yeah, they need a good draft. They need a good offseason. They need to do the right things in
0: free agency.
2: This has been the bugaboo for this organization during this time of a drought is just uh, acquiring talent, doing the right thing in free agency, and what they do in the draft. So the real season for the Dolphins is coming up now. Um, and they'll let you know whether they're going to be able to continue to build on what it is they were able to do this season. You know, Emil, at Giants-Packers pick, I think I would have went the same way. If I had to do all over again and pick the Giants again, um, you don't see the injury to Cromartie, have no way of knowing that. Um, I thought the Giants would call a better game defensively. Uh, had they done that, I think they should have kept the pressure on Aaron Rodgers. You know, um, yeah, I know you worry about his ability to pinpoint passes, but let, I'd much rather try and see him doing that on the move, make him uncomfortable in the pocket, than to let Aaron Rodgers sit around there and look like he's on Dancing with the Stars and then fire a football to a wide-open guy after he's been running around. Yeah, I mean, listen, I played football in recess. Um, this is what it looked like. Let's just run around wow. and get open. There's no plays called run around get open. It's what it looked like. And the Packers won that run around get open game.
0: Let, let me say this. My 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 Lions pick. Actually, I wouldn't switch. I was okay with that. For for as bad as that score looked, that game was ten six early in the fourth quarter. I'm not going to kill myself but isn't take nine how points. or would go, like Yeah. No. You listen. You were right. Yeah. You, you were right. You got the win. I'm not saying that you should say that you're, you you. I'm not saying you got lucky. I'm saying I didn't. I didn't feel like the Lions went there and and just got killed. They just at the end their offense couldn't do enough to keep the you know, the dam from opening and their defense just wore down and you know, it looked like a, a bad, bad blowout loss, but in the end they were kind of in the game for most of the game. Um well, I just I'm really like like you. I
1: felt
2: like Lions
0: betters, and were we're gonna get teased in this game. I, I might have said as much when we were making
2: this
1: pick. You did yeah, they'll hang around You know, you basically like did.
0: You felt, you felt like it was a tease and you were right. Uh, I guess the pick I'd like to switch, like you said, looking back at the year the Dolphins had, I think with, with, with a backup in there generally there had to be a feeling of contentment even if they don't admit it deep down inside like hey we made the playoffs looking back I, I you know we should have probably saw the Steelers going off on them the giant pick the only thing I will say I probably would make the same pick again but in retrospect I give more consideration to the fact that the Packers are home and the Giants are just not a team built to beat the Packers in the way that I would like to beat them which is just don't let Aaron Rodgers have the ball much see the Giants because they have no game are going to give the Packers plenty of plenty of possessions so when you give a guy who's playing quarterback as hot as he is right now enough possessions I really don't care how good your defense is eventually he's going to figure it out and that's kind of where I might rethink that but I would probably still go with the Giants just based on the fact that I thought it would be a, a tight game and that the five points might might just get me a cover even if they lost
2: yeah yeah um... I'd agree. You know, I I guess you got to agree with that. I know this. New York Giants, in the draft, find a way to get a Fournette or Dalvin Cook. Figure it out. Find a way to get it. It's it's how you get the best out of Eli. Eli, without a guy, he can, you know, turn around. Without a Brandon Lloyd or someone of that ilk to turn around and hand the ball to, he's just a pedestrian quarterback. Everyone knows that. Maybe Eli himself even knows that. But with a guy like that, Eli can win your Super Bowl. So, um, I think it's clear what it is the Giants need to do. You have two, um, maybe even three elite running backs, because I really think the kid from Texas is going to rise um, during this. I, know, would argue, I would like
0: argue, I would argue though, but before you go for the running back for them, I'd get the running back in the second round. I'd pick whatever one was left, because I think the real issue for the Giants, that offensive line gets zero push. I, I dare say Ezekiel Elliott would have a hard time getting 1,000 yards behind that line. That line gets zero push I, in the running. I really feel like this year, Amo
2: Though those, this is a this is a year where those running backs go in the first round. I know in years past they've kind of pushed the running back. Well, the running back is becoming back, it's becoming chic again. And I think these guys are going to be gone early. And I don't think the Giants will have. Oh, a Cook and there. Cook Maybe. and
0: Fournette are gone in the first 15 picks. But I think you might be able to steal that kid from Texas unless he just goes nuts at the combine. I, I have a feeling going, run, yeah, I have a
2: feeling he's going to rise. Yeah,
0: and these in these. Yeah. Well if he does, you're right. He'll be gone too. You're right. Well yeah, what do I know?
2: We're just some schleps here on Blog Talk Radio. And so
0: um
2: look, I'm just you know what I'm thankful for? That we're able to get this this show in. It's been so difficult to get that done. By the way, um you folks have heard me bitching about Blog Talk Radio on here several times. I raised enough of a stink yesterday that um, you know, they reached out to me, got on the phone with me and actually provide something known as customer service. It's a lost art. So, um, well, I'll hang What's up. What part I'll of India was the guy from?
1: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> hey, well, you have to know me enough by now to know that the phone would have been put down very hard in a cradle if uh, someone called me rolling R's trying to help me with my problems. Blog Talk Radio. I think you know Hello, right I am
0: Sanjay. I am in Mumbai right now. How are you, Chad? <laughs> that call,
2: that call would have been ended rather quickly. Probably some insults to go first. No, they actually uh, handle their business there. So let's see, let's see if we can maintain this relationship because enjoy doing this showing here. I enjoy having the ability for uh, folks to possibly call in uh, if they, if they so feel. Even though that's not really been the case lately, folks have been. Scared of us for whatever reason. But nevertheless, we want to thank you folks for listening uh, to us again now that we're back on the air. And uh, hope you continue to listen to uh, listening to us. The playoffs are still here. And then, you know, college football has this all-important off-season thing going. Um, college football recruiting uh, is going to be a big deal. It so never um, ends. It never ends. Football is 12 months out of the year. So, again, we want to thank you folks for listening to us. We want to make sure you enjoy the rest of your day. For Amo Calamino, I'm Chad Wilson. Thanks for listening to the Grand Art Stud Show 63 to 20. I said throw that in there one more time. Oh, man. I I goodbye. <laughs>